Welcome to the Consciousness Anywhere and Everywhere podcast. I am Shannon O'Hara and I invite you to a completely new world of possibilities. Welcome everybody. Happy almost Christmas. Welcome to the Consciousness Anywhere podcast and my beautiful friend, Dr. Dr. Danger, Dane here. With- Hello. Gracious enough to come on with me. Um, those of you guys that are maybe new tuning into the podcast uh, won't know that last year, Dane did the Christmas episode with me as well. So if you haven't heard that, go back and check it out. It was called The Gift. And both Dane and I have <laughs> had um, epic journeys of discovering what being a gift is in a world where so few of our gifts are recognized and quite frankly, sometimes totally invalidated. So today we decided we'd get on here. We would do what was fun for us. Yes. And see what we can contribute to you guys out there in the world um, this time of year. There's so much to be contributed this time of year. You know, we're told that it's supposed to be the happiest time of year. And yet around about right after Halloween, the stress begins for most people. And that uh, is a low level, and then it hits around Thanksgiving, and uh, and then it starts in high gear for all of the holiday reasons. You know, people have stress around money. They have stress that they're going to go see their family and be judged. They have stress they're not right enough. They have stress that they just started remembering their New Year's resolutions that they were <laughs> supposed to do, right. and now it's 11 months later, <laughs> you know. And But there's a whole different way of looking at this from my point of view that actually does allow it to be a gift, but it involves us starting to recognize and acknowledge the gift of us being us and choosing as and from that and the gifts that that opens up in our world. You know, for me, if we could make this holiday season about discovering us exploring us and enjoying being us, how different would that be? And how much more fun? I absolutely love that. So what are some ways in which people can to, can do that? Well, let's look at it for a moment. One of the things that people have as a point of view is that if they are living for them and enjoying their lives and creating as them, then they're somehow unkind to others, or they're going to be selfish. They're going to be all about them, et cetera, et cetera. And yet that's not actually the case. In actuality, the people that actually have a sense of fulfillment as them and a joy in being them are those that truly are the greatest contribution to others and the world around them. And so we get stuck in this idea of I must do everything for everybody else to prove how much I care and to let them know that there's caring in the world. And yet in that, we often leave our, leave ourselves out of the computation. We leave ourselves out of the equation. And <clears throat> the interesting part is what you truly desire to achieve is probably to be happier and also to let other people know that you care about them and to contribute to them. Both of these things are achieved by us exploring what the heck it is to be us. And well, there's only about 8 million different massive avenues of things that came up in what you were saying. I even like right in the beginning of what you were saying about 
I mean, if you if we're if we're gonna get really big here for a second, right, and talk about, I mean, obviously we're framing this podcast as the Christmas episode for 2021, but frankly, it it's sort of like Christmas can be fun and it also can be a huge stress, like you're talking about. And I mean, it's really funny too, because my family was like we had planned to do this one thing for Christmas that sounds that sounded so much fun. And it was. I was actually really quite enthusiastic about it. And then some logistical things changed and we had to change plans. And at first I was like, oh no, but then the peace came after. And I was like, wow, not doing that with the family for Christmas has created so much more ease. Um, So it's this thing about like being, I want to go back to something you said about being us. um, Cause you and I both know like that. I guess I'm going to ask the audience a question. It's sort of like, what are you looking for in life? You know, mm-hmm. like what brought you here to this conversation? Um, what is it that you're seeking in your life? Are you seeking something in your life? And what if what you were seeking was to get to sort of be all of you and have all of you? But what is that? What is that? Because so many of us think, like you were saying, Dane, that it's making other people happy. Um, it's such a huge, but when you actually do get to be you without proving it, without judging yourself about it just by choice. Wow. That is this, that's when life becomes a real gift. Yeah, truly. And like you said, what is it? And that's the thing is we don't know until we create it, until we choose, until we explore. That's why I say the beginning of this is actually exploring it. What's true for me that isn't for anybody else. What do I desire in my life? excuse me, and in the world that nobody else does, that nobody else even knows about, that nobody else would even get if I told them. And maybe some people would get it, which is great. But if you look from the place of what am I, what do I know, what do I desire that nobody else does, and what can I choose that nobody else can, it gives you a, a different perspective than what we typically do, which is I need to make all of my choices based on what the herd is doing. I am a herd member, therefore I must be part of the herd, except herd and hurt in this context are (laughs) the same friggin' word. (laughs) Touche! Touche! And, you know, the thing is, it's like we are neon sheep in the herd. And, you know, most, the huge majority are going around trying to be the buff colored, you know, the cream colored sheep, the normal one. Neutral. Neutral is very in. Neutral is very in right now. Neutral is the new black. Um, So therefore neutral lives matter. So there you go. Um, And then the thing is, (laughs) (laughs) see what it did there? Yeah, I know. It's crazy. Still got it. Oh, baby. And, And the thing is, even the black sheep is not a totally different, the black sheep is sort of out resisting the neutral sheep, you know, but you're a neon sheep. You're something that has no way of existing. And yet here you are. And that's the, the thing of what I see happening during the holidays for so many people is they have a sense of giving up themselves, not getting to be them for whatever reason, for the stress, for the family, for the projections and expectations, for the requirements of others. Or not having the right family. Or not. Yeah. And tell me which of us has the right family. You know, there's not one of us that has the right family, but there's this weird, and this is what, what goes on in so many areas is there's so many weird ideals and idealizations 
of what is right and what is not. And those idealizations, including the one of family, like you just mentioned, it's like, you know, it's like a lot of people in the U.S. grew up with, you know, the Waltons and Beaver Cleaver and the Brady Bunch. And so the idea is somehow that you should have that. And I remember very distinctly as a kid growing up going, wow, we don't have the right family because I didn't have, you know, the Brady Bunch as my family. And, you know, I... (laughs) I had parents who divorced when I was two and I didn't have brothers and sisters. And it was like, so I grew up with the sense of, wow, there must be something that I'm missing. And then I finally looked at it and went, wait, there's no right family, but we keep doing this about everything. What I'm not right enough. You know, I'm, I'm trying, you know, I'm doing my best. I keep judging myself, but I never get to write. Get to that ideal which yeah. is so interesting. I mean, I, I just, in, in the statement of, you know, most people are looking for the ideal. It's a Christmas becomes this like joyful blackmail to find your, to be ideally happy, to have the ideal life. It's this, I mean, it's funny how Christmas has become, I mean, we're talking about Christmas, obviously, as Westerners who live, who were born and raised in the Northern Hemisphere, we've been exposed to that as a time measurement and as a holiday, obviously a lot of people listening to this podcast, Christmas is irrelevant, but a lot of you guys can probably um, relate to these, whatever your sort of social, massive social annual celebration is where you're from um, and sort of like the pressure to experience it in the ideal way. What does that distract you then from? What that celebration was initially intended to be you know, I was just having a conversation with um, a friend of both of ours a couple of days ago about Christmas. And um, I mean, I was talking about how Christmas, it, it, it you know, is actually the long, it should be the long, it is essentially the longest day of the year in the Northern Hemisphere. And then the day after that, the sun starts returning to the Northern Hemisphere. And then, we, then they put Jesus Christ on top of it and it became a Christian holiday really it was essentially initially a pagan earth worship, you know, holiday. It's the acknowledgement of the cosmos, which how many of us actually really look that far outside of ourselves anymore? I mean, you can barely see the stars for most of our houses anymore. Right. You know, true story. And, and how many of us recognize that, that what, what has been turned into, like you said, this, and we could all recognize the commercialism of that, that that it was also a celebration of the cosmos and a celebration of the earth and the communion that they share and that these things are required for our survival but also the gifts of our thrival and this is actually if if there were a conversation that I could lead us to on this and and I started with us being us because that's where it starts but the actual recognition of the possibility for thrival, the choice for thrival that we have going beyond survival. Because this part of the year, we get into people, we, not me, not you, but people get into survival mode. And I know what it was like to live in survival mode. I remember the holidays coming up and I didn't have enough money to buy gifts for anybody. And, you know, I ended up, and when I was in chiropractic school, I made chocolate chip cookies. It was the only thing I could afford to do for people And what I did was I made chocolate chip cookies and I had um, my roommate had a color printer, which is very cool at the time. 
And um, I printed out these little blessings, you know, like little, like, hey, be happy, smile today, give someone a hug, you know, blah, 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 blah. And so I printed all these out and I cut them and um, I put one in each, over each cookie and I wrapped them in tinfoil and I put them on a plastic plate and I put cellophane over it and I, and I wrapped it in a ribbon. I made, I don't know how many thousands of cookies. I gave each person two dozen and I probably had, so I probably made about a thousand cookies that year. And, um, but can I say a, that okay. if you did that now, people would be so pumped on getting yeah. some chocolate chip cookies yeah. with, yeah. with like a mantra from yeah, you. That totally. would be like, even just one cookie from Dane would be like, create so much. <laughs> you may have inspired me. Hmm. Let me ponder that. Okay. No, that's not happening, but I like the idea. I was also <laughs> going to say, how long has it been since you've baked? Yeah. True story. <laughs> But, you know, for me, it was part of, it was like, I don't have money, but I got a lot of love in my heart. You know, I got a lot to gift. And that's the other thing is that, that we have been conditioned to believe that gifting means money, gifting means an expensive present. And you have a lot of people in your life that if you don't give them something really nice or something at least as nice as they gave you, then you're off now, you're off kilter, you're less than they are. But really it's like, there's so many of us that have so much we would like to gift to others and we see no venue for doing it. Hmm. And we see no way that matches this reality to be able to do that. No, you know, so what I say, what I, my suggestion is number one, be that energy, recognize and ask yourself, do I have more to gift than I've been acknowledging? And then I've been choosing to be, and then what would choosing to be that gift look like? And how could that show up? And, and it's not, you're not going to get an answer right away, but just asking that question opens a door to a different experience, a different awareness of how you can be in the world, you know, which is where we started the conversation with being that gifting that, that, because when you gift, it brings you alive. And there's this thing called the simultaneity of gifting and receiving that you and I talk about a lot. We talk about a lot in access consciousness where when you give something that is truly received, it's they're receiving as a gift back to you. And you could look over times in your life where you gifted someone something and they totally got it. Like they got the caring behind it. They got, and they had so much gratitude for you that your universe was, you know, you receive even more than the gift sometimes. And, and that, like, what can we be that is the gift to others and to ourselves during this holiday season? I love Maybe that. Maybe we use it as a reminder. What can I be that, and what can I be that's a gift to others and to me? And because I think sometimes I like that you added and to me on there because sometimes when we're being a gift, it's not always received. You know, that's true. one of the reasons most of us at this point don't realize we're a gift. In fact, many of you, it's like, how many of you guys listening to this are like the opposite of thinking you're a gift? You're like, actually think you're a problem, you know, or a curse or a judgeable offense. And it's, that is... Uh, a huge psychological placement for many of us in this day and age. And you were actually the one, Dane, that taught me that not being received is actually one of the greatest forms of abuse. Mm. Yeah. And that's something that there, the thing that about not being received is like, we actually literally can do nothing about that because what people receive is totally up to them. And then we, you know, somehow take it personally what people will receive or won't receive, especially if it comes from our parents or the, the people who we sort of like start out with and decide we love the most. If they're not receiving, 
that sort of sets you on this path of what isn't received as a reality. So today we bring up a different possibility and it's like, what gift can you be? I'm almost just going to shorten it to like, what gift can you be to you, you know, this holiday? Cause how many of yeah. us really look to gift that to ourselves? Truly. And you know, you talked about not being received by others and how that's actually an abuse. And it's a total invalidation of our being. And we have, and, and that's why, you know, I'd like to rekindle the spark of being us. If I could, you know, if I could have anything this holiday, if I could bring anything into people's worlds, it'd be to rekindle that spark of being you and the gift that being you actually is. And you know, I wrote this book called Being You Changing the World. And, um, and it's really funny because, you know, people are like, well, okay, well, tell me how. And I'm like, well, I can't. Well, we can. Some- I can I- give some, I can give some suggestions of how, you know, you're not being you. Oh yeah, definitely. Maybe that'll Go help, right? Yeah, so, sure. you know, you're not being you when you're looking for other people to validate you. That's a pretty mm-hmm. clear marker for me. I know I'm not being me when I like need to be validated by something or someone else. So I've really nipped that in the tush. I'm like, nah. Nip it in the tush. You know? <laughs> um, I know I'm not being me when I'm not happy. Mm. That one I know. That one I've gotten to know for myself. So a lot of times when I'm not happy, right? When I'm, no, when I'm like, okay, I'm not being happy. <laughs> I'm being grumpy, Shani. I ask, who am I being right now? Yeah. And it's incredible how we can actually be a whole bunch of people instead of yeah. ourselves. And we can be a whole bunch of people simultaneously. Yeah. All of which are unhappy. Because we're so talented. Where's all the happy people we could be? Yeah. And that's the other thing that I'm hoping people get is, is they get to be inspired, you know, by happy people. You know, because that's one of the, like you said, I know I'm not being me when I'm not happy. And I would add, I know I'm not being me when I don't have a generosity of spirit. Oh, interesting. Cool. Yeah. You know? And so if you recognize these you places where you're not being you. Talk a little bit more. You might have to talk a little bit more about generosity of spirit. Okay. Well, generosity of spirit is like, let's say um, you're at a restaurant and, you know, the service was great. Generosity of spirit is you feel really good when you leave a really nice tip. Not generosity of spirit is, no, I'm not going to leave them a tip. Why should they have the money? I need the money. You know, or when you make your life about the money, period. Yeah, money is money is uh, uh, helpful. It's appropriate. It's necessary, etc. But when your life is about the money, there's no generosity of spirit in your life. So, can you talk about why not having generosity of spirit is never being you? When you're truly being you, there is no limitation of there energy. There we go. Of money, of happiness. There is, and there's also no need in your world. And so the lack of generosity that we see in the world is primarily based on people's idea of how much they need and that they don't have enough to gift to others. And this is primarily an energetic thing, although it shows up in all totally. kinds of tangible ways. Yeah. But they have the idea that they don't have enough to gift to others. When you're truly being you, you have a sense of so much to gift that you don't know where to put it all. 
You know, you're like, wow. you're like, what is that? there's so much to gift. I don't even know what to gift. And it, and once again, it's energetic. And this is the, but this is also the thing that leads to ease with money, ease with family, ease with friends, ease period. This is, I think, like one of the golden keys, this thing, this awareness of when you're not being, having generosity of spirit, you know, you're not being you because when you're functioning from a lack or a need, that's essentially a lie. And that's, I mean, that right there, it's so profoundly massive. It is so huge. It's if you, if you guys listening right now or watching this on YouTube can even right now, imagine what you would be like if you didn't need. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's like such a foreign concept. I think for so many people, but when you talk about generosity of spirit, I mean, it's so gravely missing in our world because so many of us are like, I mean, I actually think that that, that, that sort of concept of need, we're taught that concept of need by the aforementioned thing about not being received. Actually, could you talk about that, about how not being received could lead to a sense of lacking or need? Yeah, when you're not received, you come away with the idea that your very being has no value. And so, yeah, big ouch. And so what we do is we look to, and what that creates is a sense of a small or very large black hole, depending on the person. Because certain people will buy into it wholeheartedly. And those are the people you see who seem to have no value in their own eyes at all. Right. And perpetrate that on themselves continuously. Most people buy into it somewhat that creates a small black hole that can never be fulfilled for two reasons. Number one, it's based on a lie. And number two, it's based on us never truly seeing us and seeing the gift of us. And so what we do is, for example, if, um, if you weren't received by your parents, like let's say you were, uh, and it, mm, there's so many levels on which this applies. Right, yeah. But let's say, you know, you're one of these brilliant, sensitive individuals and your parents are like, guy, you know what? Just friggin', you know, grow a, th- stop having such a thin skin, you know, get a little thicker, like get a little tougher. I mean, come Toughen on, up. what is Drink your a problem? Cup. Drink a cup of cement. Yeah, exactly. Or like in the, um, there this show, what was it? King of the Hill, where the, the dad, <laughs> the dad is, um, telling the kid because the kid's coming home and he's like, dad, you know what? These kids are being mean to me and it hurts. And he says, son, what you need to do is suck all of that in your guts and keep it there. That's what your guts are for, you know? And so. But, Great advice. Not. Yeah, right. Not. And, but it's like these sensitive individuals are these beautiful creatures who have a level of awareness, a level of contribution that they desire to be for others has never been acknowledged. And so rather than going around with this shining light of the gift of their being that that is, they go around with this black hole trying to cover it up because they've been told that what is a gift in them, that what is their strongness and what is a gift is actually a wrongness and a curse. And so they've got a lie, a dynamic lie there that they carry with them continuously in every moment. And it creates a black hole because 
what they're seeking is somebody to validate what they know is true about them, but because they have already bought the point of view that it's not true, and they have already bought the lie as true, no one can validate them because you can't validate anything except somebody's judgment of themselves. Acknowledgement, on the other hand, is a different story. Somebody could come along with the space of absolutely no judgment and acknowledge the beautiful being that is there, acknowledge the gift of their sensitivity, acknowledge that they're not wrong. And that would begin to begin to fill up the black hole. Yeah. I mean, I think this is such a massive conversation. I think it's funny. It's like, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> We're going to dig into your soul right now. Um, Have a nice light holiday conversation. It's this, you know, but it's like, let's get real. It's like, you actually want to, it's like, if you really want to be you, or if you're even interested in discovering what can be great about you, beyond everything that you already think is wrong about you. We have to go to these sort of heavy places because this is what holds a lot of that in place. Yeah, and, that, and the thing is, it seems heavy, but, but here's what I found, which is so interesting to me. You and I both know that what's true makes you lighter, a lie makes you heavier. And what I found is when you're, when you're sitting with something, you know, like the humanoids, the seekers that we are, we walk around thinking we're the only ones that have a problem of a particular color, you know, a particular type. And yet when you hear somebody put words to the energy that's underneath that, and you recognize that it's not a wrongness of you, it's a, a flaw in the programming of our upbringing and our reality and the people we learned to be real from, you go, oh. And so even a conversation that might seem like, wow, that was a pretty intense freaking conversation. Well, but it, you know, it has this, this invitation to this lightness that yes. is an acknowledgement of what's true and it starts undoing the lies. Yeah, That's I mean, what I'd like. It's so interesting sitting here because I'm I'm noticing what I desire for people. <laughs> people I don't even know. Like those of you guys <laughs> listening to this right now, like I don't even like many of you I've never met and will most likely not meet this lifetime. Some of you I do know, of course, and will meet this lifetime. And I'm sitting here like being like, okay, so like what can we actually give them that will build because that will actually start to really establish that, that sort of restoration of being. Yeah. Well, and I don't even, people listening to this didn't necessarily tune in to like become them. You know, that wasn't necessarily there. So <laughs> if you didn't want to, you probably stopped listening by, by now. But if you do want to carry on. <laughs> you do want to carry on. Okay. So as I was going to say before, it's like, you can't give somebody else their being, but what you can do is inspire them to go on the journey, to start on the journey. And that's that, that right there. If you Beautiful. just do that, Beautiful. somebody's world will change Beautiful. eventually. Okay. And, and it's the, us finding us, whatever that is, I, I'm still finding me. You're still finding you. Yeah. It's just that we have an unwillingness now to be swayed by the limited points of view about us that others might have. And so that's a different perspective. But the first thing you want to do is every time you notice yourself judging you or going into a pile of crap, just go stop, pock and pod, and I'm not going there. I love that. And, and just, I'm not going there. And, and it takes a while. And if you don't do it and you forget, and then you judge you for doing it, stop, 
Pakken Bad, that's a judgment too. Even if it's a judgment of what you didn't do, getting rid of judgment, that's still a judgment. Okay, because we find all kinds of ways to keep this judgment cycle going. Because if we didn't, we'd find that we are so incredible that everybody who ever told us we're not was actually lying. And we don't want to have that awareness. We'd rather believe that they were true in what they were saying because we want to believe that somehow they were greater than us. So we don't have to actually step into being the space that is the greatness that actually invites a difference into other people's lives. Can I pock and pod now? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that was, we destroy and uncreate it, please. Right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And I'm sure you all know if you've been listening to Shannon for a while, but if you don't, you can find that at theclearingstatement.com. And it's basically the biggest upgrade in personal development since we have had personal development. It's a way of changing anything you want to change. Actually, I don't use the clearing statement that much in the podcasts, but when I do, I always refer them to theclearingstatement.com, which is a video of you explaining the clearing statement. So that'll be in the show notes for this episode too. Cool. Christmas trees for the future. Give the gift of nature this Christmas. Get your loved ones a tree for the future, located in the Forest for Futures Grove in Elugar, Costa Rica. Gift a tree this holiday season so your friends and family have the gift of fresh air and a happy earth. A tree is a gift that keeps on giving. Visit actionsforfutures.com backslash Christmas to gift a Christmas tree for the future. Okay, so that's first. And that's, that's a real simple choice that you may not make even until after the fact, after you notice you've been judging you, because judgment is such a reflex act for us at this point that when we do it, we may not even notice it. Anytime you go into yuck, stuck, or what the fuck, basically, anytime you go into heaviness, wow. just go stop. And I mean, then go pock and pock. this conversation is totally revolutionizing my whole day. Like it's unsticking awesome. me from so much stuff that, you know, you're, <laughs> cool. it's morning for you in USA. It's evening for me in Europe. So I've had a full day and like, I am, you know, you just, you're totally freeing me up from places. I mean, it's like, I'm even conscious of this judgment stuff and I'm really choose to acknowledge when I'm judging, especially when I'm judging me and to stop that. And just even having you do this right now is loosening up a ton of places where I stuck myself with that today. Cool. Awesome. And I'm so glad you're saying that because that needs to be said because me too, same thing. And I'll have a conversation with somebody or I'm talking about this and I'm getting lighter also, which so it, it, we will, it gets blah. I'm not having an easy time talking either. But I want to basically (laughs) recap your first sort of like your, this first sort of like tool and like piece of practical advice for having more ease being you is like when you're judging, stop. (laughs) I mean, that's huge. That's like, it's yeah. So it's, it's such practical advice. Right. And it's a big ask. Yeah, it is a big ask and be kind to yourself in the process. Cool. That's number two, be kind to you. That's another big ask. And how do you get there? Well, it starts with what would kindness be to me right now? And then you could start each day, maybe or night or at some point during the day, what would kindness to me be today? You know, and if you don't get to it till till tonight, you go, okay, what would kindness be to me 
tonight and tomorrow? And it's such a simple question. And this is also one of those questions that somebody might ask 10, 12, 15 times before they even even have a sense that that's even a possibility. But it's beautiful because it any anytime you're willing to ask a question like that, what it does is it puts your awareness in that direction instead of the billions of other directions that it could go, most of which involve judgment, stress, and drama. <laughs> and uh, there's a lot of that out there. We can pick up that anytime. In order to have a space of us and have a sense of space and kindness and no judgment, mm-hmm. we've got to be willing to go basically focus, even though that's not my favorite word, but basically bring our focus, bring our awareness, bring our attention to that and asking that question, what would kindness be to me in addition to stop the judgment is, is getting further along that path of having that and walking on that path instead of the path of the trauma, drama, pain, suffering, and all the stuff that is so prevalent in our world right now. Danny, I just love you. Oh, it's so mutual, Shani. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how many of you guys out there listening right now, like, you guys feel any better? Does anyone feel any better right now? I sure do. You know, and that's the gift that you be. You're so generous and such a, I mean, there's the words, right? There's the stuff we're talking about. And there's all the energies underneath everything. And um, mm, thank you for that. making it so easy to feel better. Thank you. Um, you know, since you said that, let's take a couple minutes here. And I would like to gift uh, more of that, shall we say. And the interesting part to me is here we are filming this on whatever day we are, recording it on whatever day we are, but whatever day you watch and however many times you watch, it'll still contribute. And this is the future. It's like we're going into a space of energy that you don't have to understand. We don't have to like use our minds and like be in our heads and talk ourselves into being intelligent. If you can sense this energy, it's like, this is the future of consciousness. It's the sensitivity to energy and the recognition that you do, you do perceive energy. Oh, what am I sensing right now? Oh yeah, this is actually true. Yeah. And, and it is that so often it's, it's a subtlety or maybe not, but Mm -hmm. like you said, you know, like, wow, I'm feeling better, you know, and that, that is an awareness of energy that right there. It's that simple. And it doesn't have to go any more complex than that even. And what Dane is, and so something that I just want to, I'm going to talk about you in the third person, like you're not here for a second, Dane. It's like, (laughs) do that. I'll just keep, I'll just keep doing this thing I'm doing and you do that. What Dane is able to do is tap into the energy of everything, essentially. I'm going to put it that, you know, and chime in if you want, Dane, but essentially it's, it's all of us are always tapping into the energy of everything. It's just some of us are like sort of more distracted from that or we do our best to disconnect from that level of engagement through our mind or through judgment. There's this frontier of energy that so many of you listening to this, it's like, what do you know about this that you haven't dared to let yourself know? Um, Oh, that question. Thank you for that. That right there is beyond groundbreaking. 
when you said that, it was like, that is, that is one of the keys to everything we're talking about today. And having that space of being that all the things that we're talking about, having the, having that, um, well, space of being, because now is the space, you know, that now is, it's finally space for space. And, but the space of being and the, the difference that, mm, I, as I said, words are escaping me rather you know, dynamically right now. I'll take the word responsibility for the moment. You. you take the energy, I'll take the words. You. It's like, what is it you know that you're sensing now that you've always known but haven't really had a place to like utilize this? You yeah. know and I mean, because a lot wow. of us live lives and interconnect with people who are constantly pretending or denying or lying that anything's going on, you know, it's like, which is a trip, you know, it's sort of like, how are you doing? I'm fine. Yeah. I'm fine. <laughs> it's like, it's like there's a whole, you know, there's like a whole universe of stuff going on. And it's like, all of us have people in our lives that we care about. And we might even be the people in our lives that we care about. And we're not necessarily vulnerable enough to expose this. Mm this which gives us access to energy. Wow, I just, wow. When you mentioned that vulnerability, I recognized how many people have at one point had direct access to this. And in the world we live, live in where we receive so much mm. judgment, harshness, et cetera. Yeah for being aware, for being different, for being kind, for being gentle, for being generous. It truly is where we've had it denied. So we put up walls and barriers instead of having the gift of being able to have the freedom to be vulnerable. So apparently part of what we're working on right now is this. And so this is something... Um, I'm going to give it a label I call ESB. And I had no idea this energy existed or that I had any capacity for it. And I grew up with a lot of harshness and a lot of abuse, always desiring something different though. And, um, and some of you may not know that Shannon quite literally saved my life when she ran my bars 21 years ago, 20, 21, something in that range. And um, like literally I had set a date to end my life. And I see this little ad in the paper and said, all of life comes to me with ease and joy and glory. Call Shannon. And I was like, I hate you. And I threw the paper away. My life is pain, suffering, and glory. You have no idea. And I saw this little ad again. And then I could probably afford to run it for two weeks. And this was in the local independent paper. Dan and I were both living in Santa Barbara. I grew up in Santa Barbara, but you moved to Santa Barbara after chiropractic school. And I could afford to run that ad for two weeks. So thank goodness you took action ah. before I left the paper. That's awesome. You could afford to run the ad for two weeks. And I could afford the paper because it was free. And, uh, <laughs> you know, but I... I called Shannon. I'm like, what do you do? She said, oh, access consciousness. I'm like, great. What's that? She said, well, we have all kinds of ways of changing things. Um, probably a good place to start would be with this thing called the bars. And I said, okay, I'm in California. I've done a lot of weird shit. What is that? I said, well, there's 32 points on the head and I'm just going to put my hands on your head really lightly. 
And at the worst, you'll feel like you had a good massage. At the best, your whole life can change. And in the back of my head was this thought, well, my whole life better change or I'm killing myself. What do I have to lose? Because I had basically given up on trying new things. And um, <laughs> she comes into my tiny, and I mean tiny chiropractic office. But it did have a um, great view. It had a great view. And um, she puts her hands on my head and I feel this peace come through that was like truly life-saving. And this continued and she put her hands in different places on my head. And after a few minutes, I started giggling like a little kid. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh my goodness. And an hour and 15 minutes later, I got up and the most beautiful experience of being alive I had yet experienced. And I went into it depressed and suicidal with a date to end my life. And I came out of it with a gratitude for being alive, knowing I would never go back there again. And um, it's part of the reason why I'm so, so, so grateful for this beautiful lady. And also part of the reason why I am so dynamically interested in inviting you guys to be you, because what I missed and what I didn't have was access to me. And it has changed everything. And along that journey, um, I came across this thing called energetic synthesis of being, which came, uh, opened up as an energy when I worked on Shannon's dad, Gary, the founder of Access. And it took what I had gotten from the bars, that energy. And basically what it did was it, it, it allowed me to, <laughs> to use a very similar energy in my hands and in the space around me and to contribute to people. And I found that, you know, I used to work one-on-one -on -one, and then I found at this point that it works on thousands simultaneously. In fact, the more people that receive it, the greater it is for everybody. And that for me is how our world actually does work and should be allowed to again. And the ESB, ESB stands for energetic synthesis of being, which is just what you oh, call yes. it. But I mean, obviously it's energy, which is not necessarily verbal. Um, and it's, I, I remember when you first started, you know, well, when you, you, you really, well, when you first started doing ESB and more of the energetic stuff, it, for me, it was such an, I mean, you single-handedly probably taught me the language of energy and to even be like more sensitive to energy. Because at first it was like so awkward and difficult and clunky for me. There was so much control in my mind and stuff that wanted to be more dominant than that, the vulnerability that gives me access to energy. So thank wow. you for that. You know, it's wow. sort of like we thank sort of you. both wow. saved each other's lives. And, and I, I love that you tell that story. And for me, it's even taken me years. Like you've told me that for years. And I, it was so difficult for me to really receive that. Because, I mean, you guys, what Dane left out was, I mean, I was maybe 20, 21. And I was, I thought I was just the biggest freak under the sun. Just the biggest, weirdest, wrongest, you know. But I loved Access. And the bar and Access had saved my life. And I just wanted more of that in the world. And you called me. And I was so excited that somebody was receiving. That was like the <laughs> biggest thing. Because I think you couldn't even, I think we actually swapped in the beginning. Because it was sort yeah. of like, you I know, couldn't afford the session. Yeah. But I was so just totally happy for someone to receive, you know, and it, 
you later got me to see that the spark of what I knew was possible, that willingness to be different, I guess is the key there, is what allowed you to choose something through the bars. Well, you just Um, said it. The spark of what you knew was possible. You took that spark and yes, I was willing to receive it, but it lit a fucking fire in my world that has only grown (laughs) over the years. And it's like, and that, and, and, you know, I know where you were, how you were and all that. And you changed my life. It's like that. This is the thing is, is, you know, we're coming around full circle where it's about you being the gift. It's like you were for me and still are for me in these beautiful ways. And wow. (laughs) You know, and as a result of that, I am alive and I'm here getting to be it for other people, which is such a gift because that's really all I really ever wanted to be. You know, I wanted to be happy and I wanted to heal other people. That's what I wanted to do. (laughs) Well, you are succeeding, my friend. Thank you. (laughs) So this, I just want to say a couple of words because we're winding this down. But those things that we have just spoken about, will you allow yourself, all of you listening and watching, even if it's weird and maybe especially if it's weird, because you know what? The weird is actually the new black. Cool. You yes. Know? Yes. And yeah, you know, I've been hiding for a long time. And you know what? But you may say I'm a dreamer, but I'm not the only one. And <laughs> we're waking the fuck up. And I'm telling you, within the next couple of years, you are going to see weird is truly the new black. Cool. So stop hiding your weird because your weird is your wonderful. Your different is your gift. And your awareness of something different being possible is going to mean we create it as our planet's future and our own. So may that be the gift I and we offer you this holiday season as this session comes to a close. And when I say session, I mean the energetic thing we were doing for the last few minutes. And um, how how you doing? Beautiful. Thank you, Danny. Thank you, everybody who tuned in. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. See you guys in the new year. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to this show. My target is to make consciousness easy to find and choose. So if you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a five-star review on iTunes and share this with somebody who you know who might be looking for more consciousness in their life. You can visit me on shannon-ohara.com or talktotheentities.com. And to learn more about the amazing tools of Access Consciousness, you can visit accessconsciousness.com and be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Thank you.